Welcome back, everybody, to Girls Who F1. We're so excited. We're finally back. Today, we're going to be talking about Azerbaijan. I think that's Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan, or AKA Baku, <laughs> which is what we're going to say for the rest of this podcast because I'm not yeah. saying Azerbaijan <laughs> again. <laughs> anyway, Azerbaijan, Baku, race weekend. Kenny, how are you feeling? It's been a while. I know. I feel good. I feel like the weeks, what, three weeks off of racing? Yeah. It was it was very quiet. It was very chill. Got to focus on some other stuff, but I was so excited for racing to kick back up again. How about you? I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't prepared mentally to, <laughs> for it to be race weekend, let alone for it to be a sprint race weekend. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I think everybody else must have been more prepared than I was, but I was excited. I was excited to get back into it. Um, but yeah, so let's just give some quick stats about the race this weekend so we're back at baku um i think we already said it it's a sprint race weekend but how many times have we said sprint <laughs> i don't know let's count how many times are we going to say it in this episode let's count. a million times so winner gets like a, a high five i don't know winner gets a high five so the first time we had a race here was in 2016 and they kept announcing it because it's a big deal, apparently, the commentators that were extended through 2026. So it's pretty exciting for Baku and the track. It's a street race circuit. We know how we all feel about street races. It's a tight circuit. There's 51 laps and then 17 laps in the sprint race, which we'll get into, and two DRS zones. So I think overall, Baku is like one of the best tracks. It's a fun track to watch. Um, but overall, how do you feel about the weekend, Kendall? If you could sum it up in one word, <laughs> one word, one word. All right. That's it. That's your word. I thought you were about to say, all right, my word is no. <laughs> all right. It was, it was all right. Wow. It was fine. It was fine. She said. <laughs> It was fun, she said. (laughs) What's your one word? I think different. Like, it was just in in an – I'm going to say that in an excited way. Like, it was just different. Like, I really enjoyed being engaged Friday, Saturday, and we'll semi-count Sunday. We'll talk about that. But um, yeah, I enjoyed, like, not – because, you know, typically – on like a normal race track, like race weekend, like you don't really need to watch practice on Friday to have an idea of like what's going on. Like it's good. You can watch the highlights, like you can listen to it, but it's not necessary to really prep for what's going to happen in the weekend. I think like the Saturday session leading into qualifying is great. And then obviously like qualifying is exciting and then race day itself is really fun. Um, So I just thought it was different that every session was important this weekend, basically. Oh, yeah. It started on Friday for real. Like you had to be prepared and spoilers were coming out. So you had to watch quickly. Exactly. So I know and, and during the day I was carving time to just kind of like have it on on the side so I can keep up. But yeah, it was a fully engaging weekend in terms of like stuff you actually want to watch or I guess majority of people would want to watch yeah. more racing action. But, you know, we, I think you and I, have- we have different, we'll get into our differing opinions. <laughs> we'll get into it, but it was, a, it was an interesting weekend. I think Baku is beautiful, like on the Caspian Sea, just the surroundings 
It just, it seemed very beautiful. What a beautiful place to yeah. drive an F1 car. Like the old city with like the one castle yeah. shot. I was joking with yeah. the person I was watching F1 with this morning. <laughs> <laughs> she was not distracted though. She was paying attention this time. I have, I took notes, thank you. But there's that one <laughs> shot that the cameraman always does where he goes in one yeah. hole of the castle and then exits the other hole. Yeah. <laughs> and he did it twice. And I bet that like the FI, like the cop, like Liberty Media was like, all right, Chuck, that's it. Like we're not doing the the castle shot anymore. Like they're like, it. okay, <laughs> you get it. You did it get twice the now. <laughs> we saw it. Everyone saw it. But yeah. It is a beautiful track. It's a beautiful race, but I think going into what's so different about this weekend, and I think what kind of hit me over the head was getting texts from everyone saying that this was a sprint weekend and that the race format had changed and everyone was a little bit confused. I mean, oh, I yeah. was, I mean, I, I thought that it was like I woke up at like 6 a.m. and had class at, at 6.30 and was like, what's going <laughs> right? on? I, I You're no like, idea. I missed the test. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was asking you guys in our group chat, like, what like, is this weekend? Yeah. I had people DMing me, asking me, like, can you tell me about this weekend? And I'm like, I don't I don't know what this format is. It's new. Right. Like, and I, I don't, don't even think I don't I barely think the drivers knew and F1 <laughs> in general or the commentators. Like when I was listening, I did listen to every uh, session this weekend. And even they were like, I'm calling it the wrong thing because this is a new thing. Like, I really don't even know. Like they obviously knew the rules of what was going on, but no, like we weren't used to it. It's a brand new format. So I guess to get into the format, so sprint sprint race weekends, they've only been around since 21 and 22. And then they tweaked the format this year to go into like how the whole weekend is going to be planned out and situated. So in the old format, you had free practice one and free practice two on Friday. You had qualifying in the morning on Saturday, the sprint race Saturday evening or Saturday afternoon. I don't know, whatever, depending on your time. Whenever zone. time it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Time zone. And then Sunday was race day. New format, free practice Friday, qualifying, which sets your grid for Sunday on Friday. So free practice, qualifying. Then on Saturday, completely siloed off and has nothing to do with the rest of the weekend is sprint shootout and sprint race which the sprint shootout is like a shorter version of qualifying. And then Sunday you have your your normal race. When I first read the announcement, I was like, what in good goodness is going on? Who made this? Why are we doing this? I think I called my dad and was like, why are we changing history? Like, why are, why, we-, <laughs> why are we changing history from a sprint weekend that was started two years ago? We're, we're changing history. Why are we why are we being change makers? It like, ain't let's broke, don't, don't fix it. it. Yeah. I mean it kind of was broke, but it was broke. But this this is a lot of change in a short amount of time and I wasn't prepared for it. Um so Kendall, do you want to talk about like what actually happens in like sprint shootout versus qualifying just so people can get an idea of like what's different, why is it different? Why is it exciting? So sprint shootout is, like you said, just kind of a different version of qualifying specifically for the sprint race. I, from what I saw, it had the same sort of sprint shootout one, two, three sessions. So you get knocked out as you go from one session one to two to three. But 
Yeah, I don't know. Other than that, I'm not so sure what's different, to be completely honest. I got it just you. felt like I was watching qualifying. I got you. Don't like, worry. Maybe a little shorter, but yeah, yeah it, it yeah. hit me. Exactly. So Friday's qualifying, Q1 is 18 minutes. Q2, Q1 for the sprint quali is 12 minutes. And there's a requirement for the sprint shootout where you have to have a certain set of tires on. Everyone's wearing the exact same set of tires. There's no strategy involved. Ah. And this is also important when it comes to your strategy on Friday and race strategy because given that you have to have the specific set of tires, you have to use your tires properly throughout the rest of the weekend, which we'll get into. Um, so 18 minutes for Friday, 12 minutes for Saturday, and then mediums required for this, like for the Q1 shootout, session one. Gotcha. Session two – 15 minutes and that's you cut five drivers like normal in that um first session so you're down to 15 drivers for q2 it's 15 minutes on friday normal qualifying 10 minutes on saturday same thing mediums and it has to be a fresh set of mediums you can't be using, <laughs> going through those tires you cannot be using used it has to be fresh fresh to death and then okay. q3 down to 10 drivers Friday qualifying, 12 minutes, normal, average. Saturday, eight minutes, and you have to be on fresh softs. I see. Okay, so thank you for covering the difference. So yeah, it just sounds like it is a modified version of qualifying. And how does that relate to the sprint race that we all watched? On Saturday? On Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) I... I you got lost in the format. I know. I get I it. thought you knew. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> she knows what I'm talking about. I did, but I wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> <laughs> the sprint shootout, like qualifying, that set the grid for the sprint race, which is 17 laps on Saturday evening, asterisk, morning, mm-hmm. wherever you are. Um, at first, my first thought, my first opinion was, again, like, why are we changing it? And also... Why would I watch Saturday if Saturday has nothing to do with Sunday? Right. Because if Friday's grid is set, if the grid is set on Friday and Saturday is completely siloed and we're really doing like you're only fighting for that same amount of points, which just like historical sprint races is eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one for the top like P1 through P8. Mm-hmm. If we're just fighting for those extra points and again, it doesn't really impact what's going to happen on Sunday, like. What's really the point of watching it? But as I kept listening to like the commentators, the FIA, I was reading articles about it. I was like, you know what? I kind of get it. I get it. Like if you are either a venue and you're trying to promote a race, would you rather have people not show up on Friday, kind of show up on Saturday and everyone show up on Sunday? Or would you rather them be there engaged Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because there's action going on every single day. Um, And then obviously I think like the FIA and Formula One are just trying to make your like the weekends more exciting and like more engaging. And if the drivers aren't stressing out about the sprint race setting the grid for Sunday, they may not like their, their strategy may change. They may not be as cautious. They may be more like balls to the walls like really trying to maximize (laughs) points I guess like George Russell Um, yeah (laughs) so I don't know like I think the more I like listened to why and what was going on I understood why they were doing it um but what do you think because I don't agree with me 
I know. I mean, I, I agree to your point to that this new setup probably makes more sense and takes the pressure off of drivers because, I mean, we don't get sprint races that often. So I kind of forgot that the sprint sets the grid previously right. in the right. previous years. My issue with sprint weekends is that there is a lot of unnecessary wear and tear and opportunity for the car to get destroyed, strain on drivers and teams to kind of come up basically with a whole different strategy for like a separate event. It's like a lot. And I think it can compromise the driver's ability to race on Sunday. So I view it as like with the cost cap and everything, it's just to me an extra event that might do more harm than good. Just from like a racing perspective, from a fan perspective, yeah, it's great. You get to like be engaged more, but I personally think it it, it concerns me. And I I know there is, I guess there are a few drivers that might feel that way. Like, why are we doing sprint races? But I yeah, it's and it's Max. Max is yeah. has, Max has been very vocal. Who about, knew? Right, right. Me and Max agree. I, <laughs> who knew? No. no offense to Red Bull fans. But yeah, he made his opinion yeah. very clear that he does not he does not understand or like the new format. And I think the one thing that really stuck out to me what that he said was like he can't find the DNA of like Formula One and what Formula One is in this new format. He said like in his, I guess, solution to it was, OK, if you want to make the race like more exciting or more action packed or just make it so that it's a little bit quicker of a weekend, then just reduce the race weekends to Saturday and Sunday and just do like a practice qualifying and then race day. Like if that's what you want to do, because um, him and also like like the teams, like what you said, like they don't want to introduce all of this extra risk on repairs, especially with a cost cap in place now. Uh, yeah. I don't, how many drivers went into the wall in Baku? Both in practice, <laughs> qualifying, regular, quali- like shootout qualifying, the sprint race and the goddamn race. Like, yeah, a lot. And I was like, there's for some drivers, I was like, oh, good luck getting that car together on Sunday. Like, I was <laughs> like, this could compromise their whole weekend. Yeah. And like I said, with the cost cap, they don't have money to just throw towards these cars. There are really big penalties for some changes and replacements, things like that. So it, it just increases kind of, I guess, my anxiety around the race weekends. Right. That's it. That's it. Well, I was thinking, all like, I think maybe too. Um, another issue that people ran into, because I, I listened to the post-race conference where uh, they interviewed like Checo, uh, Max and and Charles after after the race was over and asked them like what did they think about the weekend I think what they said was like fix the format like they understand that this is the first session of this new sprint wait like race format but it was a little messy um there was a little bit too much time between like the sprint shootout happening and the actual race itself like there was a good four-hour chunk and <laughs> I think a lot of people were like let's get this ball rolling like why are we waiting so long Right. And then I think a big thing that like I think the FIA really needs to think about this having the rules for like the sprint shootout qualifying session three of have like needing to have soft like a fresh set of soft tires. I think that might need to be modified because I don't think it was fair that Lando couldn't participate because he didn't have the tires. So you only had this, yeah. nine drivers in that last session of qualifying. 
And it's that's not fair. Like if you if you made it that far and you're in the potential to get points with that event or whatever, or you know, it could lead to points, you shouldn't be penalized like that. It it's just very confusing. Right. And also, I remember my earlier point that I was gonna make was they don't have as many free practices to gather data and information. Especially so, after a three week break. You could tell that even during the race on Sunday, drivers were messing with their setups. They were like Max in particular, if you heard him on team radio and in the post-race interview, he was saying that he was trying to like figure out his setup while driving. Yeah. And I think that probably is related to the fact that they just didn't have the opportunities in free practices to test out some setups that might work. And also not understanding that the soft tires are not great for Baku. It's hot there. It was they were degrading quickly. Mm -hmm. So again, that's something you kind of figure out um, if you have free practice. (laughs) Um, And we just didn't have that. So or we only had one session. Yeah. I don't know. Overall, I think change is hard. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't like change. Change is hard. And it's something that we all have to deal with. (laughs) Um, And I think the general idea of what they're trying to do here makes sense. But maybe it's a combination of, you know, the FIA and like the teams themselves, like really working towards a solution that's actually exciting for the fans. Because, I mean, if you think about it, too, like it being a street circuit, like Saturday was the most exciting day for me for the weekend because the grid that was set on Friday was basically the grid that we ended with because there's no room for overtaking unless you're in a DRS zone. So I think maybe that's also what they're trying to think about is how can we make those races that are more of a snoozer and are boring? How can we make those races more exciting? Right. So, and Christian Horner, of course, was trying to say like, well, why would you make the first section or like the first session of this sprint weekend at Baku of all places where the roads are like really tight in the margin of error is like it's you'll you will be severely punished if you mess up like why are we doing it here um so I see all sides but overall I was I was excited to watch on Saturday like I thought it was really fun especially compared to what we're going to talk about next of the actual race day (laughs) yeah so I agree okay so sprint weekends could be just better formatted and maybe better thought through by the FIA and depending on the circuit too. Not yeah. all circuits are probably suited for such a weekend. Like maybe I think Brazil is is a sprint race. You have to probably check me on that. But if it if it is, I think this would be a very fun format to watch in Brazil. Kenny's going to fact check me really quickly. It is. It is. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I think Very that I, I think that'll be a really fun one. Um, like that's that's a great place for for overtakes. So the amount of sprint races in 2023, six, and that's Azerbaijan, Austria, Belgian GP, Qatar, US in October. So I believe that's Austin and Sao Paulo, Brazil, Brazil. Yeah, I think Brazil and Austin are going to be great, like race weekend formats. Yeah, because they're tracks. Yeah, yeah, and there's room. (laughs) (laughs) They can actually do that there, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. I hope by then it'll make a bit more sense. But yeah, this street circuit was tough, and uh, I guess we can go into what happened during the race. 
Well, I'll tell you, not <laughs> fucking much. Not maybe in like the beginning, and then afterwards, I just found myself doing other things. I was bored by lap twenty. I was like, okay, we still have half. I <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking at my notes, and it's mostly like, oh, Nick hit the wall. He's out. <laughs> oh, Stroll kind of tapped the wall. He's fine. Ghastly overtaking Botas for like an 18th place. <laughs> it was like that sort of thing. Like nothing really super exciting. Um, but that's nope. okay. Like not every – I recognize on every race is going to be like last week or last race. Right. And you you rec- you also know like you can tell if it's going to be – if the race is interesting or not. If like mid-race they're following like a P13 driver and a P14 driver racing for P13 – and I'm like, oh, there really is nothing going on in this race right now. <laughs> Let's start off with Checo's win. Checo was so impressive this weekend. Are we gonna should we enter like claps? Yay. Were you were you um impressed by Checo? I was. Did I was. You, I did you anticipate this happening this weekend? No. I mean, I think over this year. Like I like we've talked about, the Red Bull car is strong, and Max and Checo are strong drivers. So I think it was kind of like a bit of a toss-up to see who's going to finish in front during some race weekends. Like that's just kind of how it's going to be, I think. Um, but there were no team orders. There was a full expectation that that both men were going to race. race for first. So and. Even during the events leading up to the race on Sunday, just Checo was really holding it down. He was really performing and I would say outperforming Max. Oh, yeah. I mean, he maxed out his points this weekend. Get he it? Won, not, he not only won. He the- maxed out his points. <laughs> not That wasn't intended, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he maxed out his points. He got eight points because he won the sprint race on Saturday. But again, Saturday had nothing to do with Sunday. <laughs> And then he also won the race day. So he got 25 points for that. So now in terms of driver standing, there's only a six point difference between Verstappen and Perez with Verstappen leading, like leading, uh, which I think is exciting. Like, I know it's just this, it's the same team, but I love it for Checo. If he wouldn't have messed up in um, in Melbourne, I really think that he would be leading right now for sure. Oh yeah, I agree. I think also too, we are only four races in. We have so many more races to go. So anything can really change. I think they're just going to be battling. This is going to be a battle. It's going to be, gonna like be Verstappen tense. and Lewis, like 2021. The, oh, the- could you imagine teammates taking each other out? It'd be great for everyone for else. On the P- for <laughs> World Drivers Champion? Yeah, I would be like, oh my God, this is tea. But. You know, they have their friction, then they come back together as a team. So I just kind of wonder with this, with Checo really in the mix for for the World Driver Championship position at this point, with the amount of points he has leading right behind Max, I think tensions are going to rise. But we'll see. 
I'm we'll excited. See. A fun fact also around Checo is he's the first driver to win multiple Baku GPs. So he won in 2021 and 2023. I'm not saying Azerbaijan. You're not saying Azerbaijan. <laughs> I'm not saying it again. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. He's in the books now. That's a flex. Yeah. Good for him. He has another little record. Okay, check out. Okay, okay, next. Another topic I'm so excited about. This is great, but it's kind of giving me a little bit of flashbacks, but we'll we'll let that trauma go. <laughs> um, Charles, Ferrari, like coming in hot this weekend. I did not expect that. Yeah. He really he maximized points as well. Maybe not like Checo, but he maximized points. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, and weekend. I think what was also was impressive was the Ferrari speed was was back. Um, it was tight. And he was on pole in both sessions. So our Friday session that set the grid and then also the sprint shootout. I think it's so fun to say, like, we're in a sprint, sprint. shootout. Mm. Let's make a T-shirt, Kenny. Yeah. Oh, so he's on pole in both sessions and he came in P2 for the sprint race. So he got seven points and then he came in P3 on uh, Saturday. How many points is that, Kendall? So I placed out of math. 15. I got you. Okay. 15 15 points. (laughs) Dad, if you're listening, ignore that. No, he won won 15 points too on Sunday. So he did great. Do you want to read this little quote from Charles? Yeah, he was quoted saying, I think when I look back at the weekend, I look back at every session and I think we maximized absolutely everything in every single session. So on that, we should be happy. On the other hand, there is still work to do. And in some of his post-race interviews, he knew that the Ferrari speed, it's getting stronger. They're getting stronger as a team. They're getting their strategies a bit more consistent. I heard a little bit of a menu offering this weekend, but yeah. I just chalk that up to they want the driver's input. Yep. So yep. It's simple as that, I think. Mm-hmm. But there is something to be said about the Red Bull and Aston Martin cars. Like they are tight. So he recognizes that they are going to be in the mix and they need to stand out in some way against those teams. Yeah, they need to fix their straight line speed. I don't. It was mm-hmm. embarrassing how quickly both <laughs> it was Max the overtake was Perez. easy. Yeah, yeah, and it was and so. The, and it was like in the first four laps, like both oh, of yeah. them overtook him, and I was like, "This is mm-hmm. here we go. We got, we got, mm-hmm. we got how four minus fifty one thirty seven lap or forty seven laps left." Like right, okay, never mind. Yeah, but great start for Charles during the race. Um, but just I think he knew. It yeah. wasn't going to last very long, and there's only so much you can do, especially with the tires degrading. You kind of have to make a choice. So I think P3 for him was phenomenal right. given the weekend. Right. And then I guess in terms of anything else happening this weekend, the only other snafu or anything really exciting <laughs> was the photographers like in the middle of the lane in the pit, like standing there trying to take pictures, and Ocon comes on in and almost hits these people. I almost like a small, small, small part of me wishes he would have like on act just like- nailed someone. <laughs> and you know, I I think they would uh, they would cancel that Baku Track contract forever. so quick. Yeah, they'd be like, you know, this is dangerous. Like but no, also it was the last it was the last lap. Yeah. 
and he had to come in. I, I, he was coming in and I don't think it was communicated. I don't know if it was clear, but yeah, there's a, I saw on Instagram and we saw during the race, all those, you know, photographers and personnel starting to crowd the beginning of the pit lane. Mm -hmm. And that could have been a really catastrophic, chaotic event. Someone would have died. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like there's no like flipping in the air. Yeah. 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 That would have been a tragedy. Tragic. So expect to see some kind of FIA stewards announcement of and the some photographers or or the press are going to have new rules as they should. Like that was absolutely absurd. Yeah. And what the what the announcers were pundits. What the men were talking about. I was like, what is it? Pundits, that's what they're called. Okay, all right, keep going. <laughs> you know, the people, the men, the the gents, the gents. Um, prior to that happening, they were just talking about the regul the rules about the teams going up on the pit wall mm-hmm. uh, after the race because it was unsafe and that you know they're really going to enforce it and you know the meaning behind that. And then they recognized that oh, Ocom is coming in the pits and these people were just out and they were like, to me, it was like case in point. Like, yeah, exactly. There needs to be some more rules in place. I think some something. Yeah. yeah. I think that picture needs to be framed in F1 museum of just, it's going to be somewhere. The fuckery. Like this is insane. Um, (laughs) They were ready to go. I can't. Yeah. All right. Well, overall this race, overall (laughs) race weekend. I'm happy about race day. I didn't need to be up at 7am. That's all I got to say. Like I, I, I could have caught the I could have caught the race in thirty for this one, and wouldn't have missed much. Could have caught it at nine and probably <laughs> been a bit better. If you're on the West Coast, you weren't watching. No, that was oh, at four a.m. <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, books are closed on Baku. What was really great though, <laughs> off the track this weekend though, and something that I kind of would get upset about rumor of fernando alonso dating taylor swift and he didn't even like deny it he did deny it he said he couldn't comment on it but his face said everything that i needed to see oh he's Um, such a little joker yeah little jokester that man is i don't even want to give my full opinion on this um i wish them the best whatever it is or not is but the one thing i can say about fernando this weekend aston martin did fine they were kind of they were in the top 10. That's all we needed from them. Yeah. But I thought it was really nice. And maybe it was because like Liberty Media, maybe they like Taylor Swift. They put a really nice quote of something that Fernando said in offering advice to Stroll, like as one of the little captions during like the race of like, hey, like if if Stroll like needs to follow like my breaking advice, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, you know, just let him know. It was so nice of him. So nice. And then Stroll also going on the team radio, just saying, like, I'm not going to try anything, you know, against Fernando. Like, yeah, let him know, like, we're good. Not going to try to, like, overtake him. Um, Good. They were the teammates were teammating. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. And potentially mating with someone else. But okay. (laughs) I mean, we put it on our Instagram. I thought it was hilarious. It's on his TikTok. So if anyone's like, what are you guys talking about? Go on Fernando Alonso's TikTok. <laughs> and watch him comment on it. And watch him just 
there was like references to Taylor Swift. It's like a running joke. It's funny. But yeah, he's definitely playing into the jokes. And so is all of F1. <laughs> all press so. is good press. So love that for him. Um, and then I think something else that I thought was really funny that was like blowing up in the in the F1 meme world was after the sprint race, Max confronting George for hitting him during the race and basically calling him a dickhead for like leaving no space and hitting him on turn one and like damaging the car. And I was like, first of all, someone did something of like when Mick Schumacher went and cussed out that other driver and was like Max gently going to go talk to George. Yes. Which I was like dying. I was like, this is so great. Um, But I think Max, he's just one of a kind because if he did that to someone else, he'd be like, welcome to racing. Like, I don't know what you want me oh, to yeah. say. <laughs> He'd be like, it's it's racing. It's racing. Like, like we get over racing. it. Exactly. You left me no space. <laughs> it, like, that's exactly what happened. I think it was Baku, or not Baku, Brazil last year. Him and Lewis. He was like, Lewis can hit me because I'm not giving up my space. Like, you know. And they did that all the season before that, too. Yeah, so, so, you know what, Max? You'll be pot, all right. Pot me kettle. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, let's, be all right. yeah, let's move on to driver of the day. Um, Who did you have? So I voted for Fernando Alonso just because I thought it was his teammate chivalry was nice. I was going to vote for Perez, but I was just trying to think like who else was kind of like stood out to me this race. Um, and that's so where I landed Alon- on. Alonso? Mm-hmm. Uh, Raven ghosted me, so she didn't let me know who she because she was sleeping. Uh, she didn't let me know, but I would assume that hers is going to be Checo, um, just because I know my girl. Um, so I think hers would be Checo. I'm not sure, but Checo did win driver of the day, like of the overall vote, 29. percent mm-hmm. um, I think I would have voted for Charles. Podium. <laughs> I'm happy for him. Like, yeah, he, he was on pole. I mean, he. He lost a little bit like during the actual race day, but he still maintained P3. Like, I'm happy for Charles. Go Ferrari. You know, you what? if vote. I if I could vote again, I think Charles would be a really great vote. I, I don't know why I didn't think of him when I was putting in my vote. That's I mean, awkward. If, if you would have put your vote in on Saturday, like you basically he, <laughs> he was front and front and center. So front and center. But it was it was his to lose. But yeah, exactly. Um Yeah. Money line. So I regret to inform you that your girl was not prepared for this weekend and I completely forgot to bet. How helmst ever, I would have put money on Charles. I know that for sure um, because I placed my bets on Saturday and he was looking great. I probably would have also bet on Sergio Perez. Um, my brother was telling me that there's uh, Dax Shepard also has an F1 podcast and he does this he and his friends do this thing where they're also like they 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 do sports betting. Everyone's just taking my gig. It's it's oh yeah, they all took money line. Yeah, and he Dax, his, come talk to us. We have right. something to say. We can be <laughs> like we'll be special guests. But him and his friends will bet on like who is P ten, and I was like, oh, that's really smart. Maybe I'll start doing that in the future. Yeah, like, I'll just you took mine, I'll take yours. Like quid pro quo. <laughs> we can share. <laughs> Um, but unfortunately, yeah, I completely forgot. I will get better at it because next weekend we have Miami, Miami, Miami. Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Okay. So 
so that's May 7th. We're really excited. The first U.S. race of three. Um, unfortunately, uh, the dollars in my bank account wouldn't allow me to go this year, but I will be cheering on at Fela. So, and Kenny, you will be on your couch. <laughs> you know, I might find a meetup here in D.C., so we'll see. I do want to watch it with people. It's going to be a really fun time. It's on Cinco de Mayo weekend, so you know people are going to be out and about. Lit. I have no thoughts. I have. I hope they've changed the track since last year. Okay, so that's, <laughs> so that's a thought. Um, that's a thought, actually. That's a thought. So yeah, we're really excited. But that's all we've got for you today for for Azerbaijan, Baku. Uh, follow us on Girls Who F One on Instagram chat with us come to fela because we'll be there next sunday we'll facetime kenny in love you bye kenny love you guys bye